Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. So from here, we get into episode seven, which is called Perception Gap. And it starts off with just another iconic scene of Tarek and Mikhail playing playing make-believe. They are in a hotel room and Mikhail is... Oh, wait, actually... They're staying at the Willard Hotel, which is a callback from the Royal Housewives of Potomac when they were like, we went to the Willard for tea. I can't believe Monique would rap at the Willard. <laughs> when she was like doing her rap songs at the Willard. ridiculous <laughs> Yes. This brings us to the scene. They're in this hotel room at the Willard and Mikhail is waving her red skinette pom-poms. And okay, I thought like three years ago we were all trying to change the name of the Redskins considering how outrageous that name is for 2020 for a football team to be called the Redskins. If you guys don't understand why that's a messed up name, please Google it on your own time because ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) There's enough race conversation about on this show about African-Americans and white people. We don't need to get into the Native Americans. Please, please save me. Just don't ask, Luann. Oh my god, yeah, when Luann was like, whoa, 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 and Carol was like, what, do do you have any concept of, you know, uh, like, it's okay, I'm part Native American. (laughs) Oh my god, it sucks that Luann has had so many problematic moments, and I keep consistently calling her my favorite housewife. (laughs) She did blackface one season, she's like, I only put on a ton of bronzer, it's like, to look like a black woman, though, but, okay again what does that say about me uh so anyways they're in the hotel room they are talking about how she's getting ready to go to like a uh an alumni cheerleading event for the redskins and you know they're just getting ready and excited and it's just it's just so funny we'll get it's like yeah when they're in the suite and she's already like playing with her pom-poms and everything and you see Tarek and he's like looking at her with those big eyes and this weird like creepy smile and you feel like it's like yeah baby you're doing really good you're performing for the camera more more 
shake them, shake those palms. Yeah. yeah, that's what it feels like. It's like, yeah, she's doing what I told her to do. Oh my God, this plan is working. <laughs> it's so creepy. So we will get deeper into the uh, cheerleading stuff later, which is just, again, just so, 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 so good. But from here, we go to Stacy's home, where it's Stacy, Kat, and Mary, and then Stacy and Mary's friend, Erica, who's there. And so the kids are all there. They're doing an ice cream social. Gummy bears on ice cream, <laughs> which, like, looks so good. Uh, they are all together hanging out. The ladies are drinking wine and eating cheese. Love that for them. So from the beginning, Erica, who I, I can't remember if we really talked about her much throughout earlier. Actually, no, I guess we talked about her when they were at like the chef thing with Tyra. Yeah. So Kat and Erica have always kind of had a beef, but the moment that Kat walks in, she starts getting nagged by Erica. So I guess Kat comes in. She's like, oh my God, I tripped on my way here. Look at my shirt. I I brushed it up on the dirt or whatever. And Erica goes, oh, wow. So you're mean and you're clumsy. So from the beginning, like Kat is on edge. And I think Erica's problem with Kat is that Erica and Mary and Stacey have all been friends for 10 years. And Erica didn't get on the show as a full-time cast member and Kat just moved here, doesn't know anybody, but has a husband who has like a high profile job and brings like a political spin to the show. And also Kat's like chic and Euro. So like there's that whole thing. So I think Erica felt a little bit insecure that she would get picked over Erica, who is a natural fit in their group. Um, And so they just keep, you know, going back and forth um, about, like Kat being closed off and Erica is really going for her and all the other women horrible all the other women are like what are you doing and even Linda says to her she's like you're saying that Kat is judgmental and has all these issues and is mean and clumsy and racist and all these things well like you actually are sitting here passing judgment on her when she's actually done nothing to you yeah so what is it and she couldn't even really explain she makes Kat cry in front of her daughters yeah. It was incredibly inappropriate. And when I listened to Mary on Kate Casey's podcast, she said that that argument at the door. So Kat starts crying, just to get context. Kat starts to cry. She gets up and leaves, gets her daughters, and like, we're going. And so there's a lot of tension there, and you could feel it. And then they're all like standing at the door about to get out. Everybody has their coats on. Erica gets up from the couch and goes to confront Kat once more. And Mary said that that conversation lasted for 30 minutes by the door with both of her daughters watching. And how inappropriate of Erica to bring up your issues in front of your daughters. And you see both those little girls with like their beautiful little doe eyes being like, why is my mom crying? Why is my mom being attacked by this woman? And you see Linda like, attending to the girls like holding them and like putting her arm around their shoulder to make the girls feel comfortable but it's like I could never even imagine in my life being in a situation when I'm a little girl and and another grown woman making my mom cry it just I mean it's awful but it's just like the um table flip situation Mm -hmm. Danielle's kids were there but um Danielle wanted them to be there Danielle was like stay watch out for (laughs) defend your mother it's like to a seven year old the worst of it was 
when Erica is like talking to Kat at the door and everything, he's like, yeah, we can sort this out and we have to talk, blah, blah, blah. And Kat is like, yeah, not now. Yeah, obviously not now and everything. But Erica acts like she is ready to like put it behind them and getting to know each other. But then it says to her, but don't give me bad body language. You just diminished everything you just said before with that comment. Yeah, it's like, what is it? Are we moving forward together and being friends or are you still going to find ways to dig at me? And also it kind of seems like Kat doesn't give a fuck, which is also another thing where Kat's like, why are you picking on me? We're not friends. Like, what? what is my deal? And so that's kind of why I think it was a deeper thing. But Erica is so beautiful. And I think if anything, she should join the green eyed bandits with the Potomac ladies, because (laughs) they all are like the most beautiful women with those gorgeous green eyes. And Erica's gorgeous. She looked so beautiful in this scene. And it sucked. I was like, God, you are like Halle Berry, but you are really just, just not doing any favors for your Beautiful on the outside, but ugly on the inside. (laughs) Well, speaking of some other people who potentially are ugly on the inside, we then move to (laughs) an event that Paul Wharton, the hairdresser, is hosting with David Catania, who's a representative for DC or something. I don't know. He's, yeah, like some political thing. And they're having an event that is talking about LGBTQ rights in DC and obviously how important it is, um, period, especially to Paul and David because they're both gay men. But this is actually a really eye-opening scene. We see how everybody kind of feels about gay marriage and this was definitely a hard one to watch. Uh, We see Linda being completely open and loving. She said, Her sister's gay, but even if her sister wasn't gay and she didn't have someone in her family who was gay, she would still be an ally without question. We see Mary say the gay rights movement doesn't affect her, which Paul gave her a swift side eye, being like, many of your friends are gay. And if you truly believe that these rights, our rights, aren't something that directly impact you, then you are so tone deaf and... (laughs) And also, like, she has, well, five kids. The potential that one of them will be gay is quite high. Oh, yeah. Like, or your grandkids. Like, there's a really good chance. And also, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's hard when people say things don't affect them. Like, when I look at politics, I try to see, like, I vote and believe in, like, helping the most vulnerable of people, whether it's like poor or sick, or I'm, I say gay is vulnerable just as, because (laughs) I don't mean it like that, but I'm just saying like, like if I can't relate to something, then like I still can be empathetic and understand that like, just because I'm not gay and going through that whole, you know, life doesn't mean I- Basic human rights for everyone. There shouldn't be a difference between anyone anywhere in the world. And that's how I vote. Like, I want everyone to have, like, at least basic rights. Stacy and Jason don't believe this. (laughs) (laughs) 
I will say you're not on the same page as them. So the two of them are definitely really close. Stacy's very close-lipped in this situation, but Jason is quite outspoken saying there needs that, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman. And if a man and a man and a woman and a woman want to get married, that they need to call it something else. That it need that this replicates marriage. It's not marriage, but and it shouldn't be called marriage because the church doesn't recognize it. And then they say this: we feel this way because of the church and how we were brought up. And Linda gives them again a swift. I grew up in the church. Like you can be religious and again also believe in basic human rights, but it was difficult. Stacy was then saying, you know, she's still conflicted about this. And then she did address understanding that, like, the separate but equal thing didn't work with African Americans, <laughs> clearly. So why would it start working with the LGBTQ community and straights, you know? Like, and, and so she acknowledges that it shouldn't be separate, yet she still is like, but no, yeah, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, but that's the thing, that's my problem, especially with Stacey, what I said before, like she's always the one who actually brings up the racism uh, talks and everything with and about Kat. And she tries to be so perfect. I feel like them trying to be like the perfect couple with the perfect kids, good jobs, blah, blah, blah. We so, so good and like have good friends and everything. Yeah, picture perfect. And then we come to this event and suddenly it's like, oops, we're actually not that perfect. And I don't know if they actually thought about it afterwards being like, oops, shit, this kind of ruined what we tried to be. Or if they don't care because that subject is for them not really relevant. I kind of think it's the latter. I really think they're like, well... I don't care if I don't want gay marriage. I don't want gay marriage. I don't care. I don't care. It's on my life. It's not directly impacting me. And it's like, well, that's it doesn't the myopic way of looking at it. But okay, okay. One yeah. thing that was really interesting was Paul was saying, you know, he walks down the street and people roll down the windows and scream obscenities at him, and that will never change, regardless of what the laws are, because hatred and homophobia is so ingrained in our culture unfortunately and that the like the conversations that they are having need to be had with straight people because they're the problem and jason said well i feel like i can't express my true self and my conservative beliefs without being called a homophobe and paul is like that is literally the definition of homophobia (laughs) like if you can't say your conservative feelings on homosexuality well if you feel you need to say your conservative views on homosexuality then you are indirect you are directly being a homophobe bro so okay okay definitely an interesting conversation (laughs) but i do have to say i like that i don't shy away from those conversations on this franchise yeah, and I think you must, like, especially with DC where politics and policy and yeah. is a huge part of the community, you need to be having these conversations. And honestly, I think having these kind of discussions on television is really important, but it also is it's having like thoughtful conversations. And I think Paul was 
a great conduit for them to kind of see this where he's like, people call me names regardless. I get bullied and attacked in ways you guys will never know ever. Yes. And for them to still be like, mm, oh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not seeing it. So hopefully like, you know, hindsight, they can kind of look back on this and think like, Oh, again, let's not be on the wrong side of history with gay marriage. Exactly. But I mean, uh, come to think of it, especially like on a channel like Bravo, whose viewers are all like women and gay people. <laughs> 2010 on the Real Housewives of DC, they're talking about LGBTQ issues. And we have Vanderpump Rules in season, what? Seven, eight, nine, ten 10 now. And the whole homosexual topic has never been a real topic. Just been always something like James Kennedy slept with whomever apparently and stuff, or Kristen munched on Kentucky's love muffin. <laughs> love muffin. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the housewives are actually talking about it, and it's a real conversation. And also, like, of course, conversations like it's a dialogue. You need to have people who agree and disagree, but. You can't be stupid. Yeah, but you can't be stupid and you can't be ignorant towards your friends and directly what your friends have gone through. And especially when they're sitting in front of you and telling you like their experience <laughs> and you're like, psych, don't care. Jason's like, bitch, I'm the one outside that car screaming that shit at you. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did you not hear me back there? <laughs> Moving on. Before I get fucking um, sued by Jason. <laughs> so moving on to other conversations we see Mikhail and Tark talking to a lawyer about getting some rules changed for the vineyard which is all fake we know that's not real um but then even better we get a scene where the two of them are talking to the ghostwriter of their upcoming memoir they're writing a tell-all book they said it's time <laughs> they don't have time to write the book which is very confusing considering a cannot pin down what they do for a living. <laughs> cannot. Well, we do know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, making fake Sawyer the lawyer. Oh yes, I forgot. Their part-time gig is Tom Sawyer the lawyer. <laughs> where Tark is making fake documents and making fake invitations to things to <laughs> talk himself into the fact that he might one day be invited to a party at the White House. So they're talking to this ghostwriter they basically just want to talk about the situation with Tarek's family and the lawsuits and the wine business, and they're going to call it Wine, War, and Roses. Book never happened, guys. Nah. Surprise. surprise, surprise. So well, Mikhail asks the classic question that most people ask when you write a book. Do I have to write much? <laughs> <laughs> And he said, no. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. And then they talk a little bit about money, which again, this poor guy knows he's not getting anything from them. So Tarek is like, you know, we're really looking for a publisher who's going to give us an advance. Like, you think you're going to get like a million dollar advance, like Lena Dunham or something? Like, nobody knows you. You're not getting an advance to write a book when you're a nobody. 
period, end of story. Like, and you know they're just going to get the advance, pay it, uh, spend it all, and then never write the book if they actually would have been given an advance. Well, I just love that the ghostwriter actually backed out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Even he was like, no. we'd be a ghost and walk the fuck out of this one. Yeah, I'd rather go and write Kim Richards, Richards book. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather write that book and never get paid for it too, but at least it might be interesting. <laughs> um, then we move to Stacy dealing with her family stuff again. We still know she's looking for her father. Eventually she'll go to the Nigerian embassy. We'll get there. But now she's in her house with her husband, Jason, and they find her half-brother online, who is a white guy. And they're going back and forth if they, if they want to, like, reach out to this guy. And then they decide to come up with this idea where Jason would reach out to the half-brother on Facebook with the following message. <laughs> As if this isn't, like, a phishing thing. Like, it's not a scam or anything. You will not believe the person we have in common. Please contact me. I know, that's exactly what I thought as well and what I wrote down in my notes, that that message sounded just like a scam. I literally wrote, this sounds like a fucking scam. <laughs> Especially if he's going to be like Nigeria, blah, 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 Nigerian football team. <laughs> oh my God, I wonder if Sonia is friends with uh, Linda, <laughs> Stacey's dad. <laughs> Oh my god, but yeah, so... You can't contact somebody that way. I would ignore that message. Also, it's her husband, so even, like, even if Stacy maybe looked like the brother a little bit, maybe if he clicked on her profile picture and was like, oh, she has the same eyes as me, or we have similar bone structure. No, it's like a random dude in D.C. being like, you will not believe. It's like, no, I won't. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> delete. Yeah, honestly, delete and block. So. And then, uh, then Stacy says to her husband, "Did you post it on his wall?" I mean, like, no, he's no, he's not that stupid. He's ignorant about gay rights, but he's not that stupid to post it on somebody's wall. This Jason's very confused. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. With his penile, like measure your dick, measure your dick patent, He's not believing in gay rights, and then this Facebook message, honestly, three strikes. Like, you're kind of out. You're out. <laughs> Just imagine, even like with that message, what 
kind of stress that will cause at his house. <laughs> that brother, half brother's wife reads it or whatever is gonna be like on tells her who knows what's going on there. It's just like the most bizarre and stupidest way to message somebody about such a real issue. Well, that's another thing. It's like, oh, it's not like, you will not believe who we have in common. We have the same trainer. Like, it's <laughs> like, we have, my wife has the same mother as you. That's a major thing that, that takes more than like a Facebook message. But. And also like, because her mother doesn't want to talk to her about it, have contact and whatever. Now, doesn't she think that the brother will talk to his mother? And also, like, if Stacy hasn't been addressed by her mother and the mom hasn't, I'm assuming the mom hasn't told her ch current children. Pretty and, sure. yeah, like, even that, like, it's a little weird to go around the mother to the brother and then to say, what, you're my half-brother? Okay, that's great. But, like, let's focus on finding the dad and then, like, get into your half-brother situation. Yeah. We'll get more in-depth into that. So we move back to Tarek and Mikhail. They are going to the little inn at Washington, which is where they had their first date, that Mikhail iconically ordered a piece of grilled chicken. We haven't talked about the cheerleading. Oh, wait, did I move on? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so they go to the Redskin alumni event. We see <laughs> Mikhail with pom-poms, which is, like, my favorite Mikhail. Like, I love her with pom-poms in her hands. <laughs> and she's getting, <laughs> she's doing the classic hug and kiss, I love you, runs to every person who is there. And I'm surprised, like, she literally hugged everyone there. I was like, how does she know all those women? It Where was shocking. Yeah. Where I had customers at, um, this, what was the brand she was working for? Oh, oh, uh, Trish McAvoy at Nordstrom. <laughs> which I love Trish McAvoy. Great products. Great stuff. So uh, she's hugging everybody. And then they're like, one, two, three, dip, lower. And every move she gets wrong. Like everybody else is doing it perfectly. I mean, you're a professional dancer. So you probably are a little bit more in tune to hitting, nailing the moves. But even me as someone who's truly inept was like, girl, you cannot even count on point with people. <laughs> she was the worst. She was the worst, but she still thought she was doing really well. And I mean, no offense to cheerleaders, but cheerleading is, uh, how can I say political correctly? <laughs> it's not dancing. <laughs> it's not dancing. Defense. <laughs> even Megan can do it. And you know what, you guys, when I was in elementary school, this really cool, popular girl who actually looks like Mikhail and is probably has a Mikhail trajectory for her life. Um, that's actually so rude. She's literally 26 and a mother of two. Uh, oh my God, wait, actually, this girl is just like Mikhail because her husband owns a polo team. Oh my God, that's crazy. I'm not going to say her name because maybe she listens, but... <laughs> She was in elementary school. She was like, I'm going to start a cheerleading team. And she casted every girl 
in, I think, the fourth or fifth grade to be on the cheerleading team, except the one fat girl in the grade. So then I quit the cheer team because I'm like, fuck that. I'll make my own cheer team. And then everybody else quit and the cheer team got canceled. And I was like, do not be rude to a chubby girl and don't tell her she can't be a cheerleader. She's beautiful and fun and peppy as fuck. Like, she could totally be a cheerleader. No one eat a burger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't eat a burger. Um, so, anyways, you could see, see I'm triggered by cheerleaders. Weena Rogers and cheerleaders. <laughs> happy. Yeah, if you want to really trigger me, put me in a room full of red skinettes and a Weena, and I'll actually just pass away slowly or quickly. Uh, so, we get one other little moment in this, which I really liked. At one point, she hugs one person, and that person takes the hug and literally, like, forces Mikhail into, like, the back left of where <laughs> all of the women are cheering. So you basically know, it's like, Mikhail, you're not ever going to be in the final routine. Like, you're just here with the camera crew, but you're not even supposed to, like, literally forcibly moves her away that from the, the rest of the That was the funniest moment ever, because she was, like, their trainer and came over to her <laughs> and you can't really understand every word but she's like oh, no you're gonna go over there yeah come here that's good yeah and and michaela michael is like yeah no it's great i love it and like she's in the back back black corner it's like, yeah. don't film her don't film her we need a footage for our <laughs> event <laughs> it's so so funny like it can just not just not get any better than watching this train wreck so yeah as i was saying then we kind of see little in at washington she goes out to dinner blah 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 they're at dinner with this couple who who the fuck know who these people are you know again central casting craigslist again central casting uh they talk about how they are going to be hosting india at the next polo cup which again is a bunch of pakistanis from florida not indians <laughs> let us not forget um they are talking about dating and that they had their first date here and how tark opened mikhail's eyes up to a world of luxury and life and dining and cuisine blah 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 and then this is when we get the first nugget about the state dinner that tark says we should and could get invited to this event, which you could see he's already like, great. I will be somehow finding a way to get invited to this event one way or another. Already making his master plan how to get in there. <laughs> so from there, we get back to Stacy adoption updates. She ends up going to the Nigerian embassy, speaking to this woman who actually happens to be from the same state as Stacy's father. Stacy does have one photo of her father, and from that image, she was able to see, the woman at the embassy was able to see that he wears a hat that would signify that he's a chief in his village, um, in Oweri, which again, like if I'm saying the wrong things, I'm sorry, um, and that his last name means blessing, Ngozi. Uh, so that's a great step in the right direction. And just to put a pin in this, because I mean, how many fucking more times are we going to talk about this? She ends up finding the dad. He's so happy about her and her being in his life. Her and the family ended up going to Nigeria. They had to have a proper Nigerian wedding because Stacey's wedding to Jason in the States doesn't necessarily translate to 
a proper wedding in Nigeria. So he, Jason had to pay a dowry and do all of this stuff and the proper wedding. So yay, good time. Cece found her dad and he seems to be a great guy. So and that's how TLC came up with the idea of 90 day fiance the other way. <laughs> exactly. They were inspired 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, let's put a pin in that adoption storyline because who cares? So one last thing before we get to the state dinner of it all, we go to Linda's Burkina Faso fashion show. So Burkina Faso is a country in Africa that is the third most impoverished nation. So Lydia is working with these fashion designers from there to kind of try to expose people to another side of Burkina Faso, not just being an impoverished nation. And it's a good way to have people see Africa as a, continent in general um not just it is more than just war and poverty and so they have this fashion show really nice whatever but the thing that just was funny about this is that Lydia is so anti Mikhail and Tark that she literally printed out photos to give to the security team to say like if you see these people immediately remove them it was so funny but then also like the event is hosted in this massive hall that was like closed off by bushes and ropes like in the middle of wherever they were in whatever convention center which is also like i think they could just walk through the bushes if they wanted to like security wouldn't even realize that they would come in and the two security guards she talked to didn't even get the picture. <laughs> so they were like, um, we, didn't, we didn't hear that. She's like, Weird. So Linda was like, well, she's really tall, blonde, and skinny. And needs to eat a burger. <laughs> <laughs> this was nothing like the posh fashion show. I will say there was no hair pulling, or not even Kyle and Shahida. Um, no, the clothes were much better, and there were actually a few good models in the show as well. Exactly, yeah. No, this fashion show is definitely one of the better ones we've seen on Bravo in comparison to some of the goddamn train wreck. Even the Envy fashion show, which, again, <laughs> even better than the Shibai Sheree fashion show with a fashion show with no fashions. How dreadful. <laughs> so at this point, I guess we'll do one more little section and then we'll get into the real event. So we're brought to the salon where Mikhail is getting glam for the state dinner that the two of them are quote unquote invited to. She spends seven hours at this salon, which is hilarious. Seven hours. Like what do you get a full? What was she doing? Or what were they doing? Because I like, didn't look much different than before. And back in 2010, you didn't do, um, Contouring. Yeah, the six-hour facial reconstruction process that people do now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, wait, have you, I don't watch the Kardashians, but I saw, like, all of those scenes where they were, like, fighting with each other they in the bathroom, and bathroom. then, like, at the end, you just see Kourtney Kardashian walking behind them, spraying the wall, because all of their fucking spray tan got on the walls! Like, That's the only episode I watched, because I wanted to see them killing them each other. I know, I do like that. I do like that. actually really had scratches, but like, yeah, good on you, Chloe. No, Courtney. Oh my god. So, as they're getting ready, we get more information about how, I guess, they eventually got invited to this event. So, it's going to be the first state dinner that Obama is hosting for the Indian Embassy. This is supposed to, quote, strengthen the bilateral relationship between India and America. And I feel like Mikhail just has that written on her hand. 
and is just going to say it all night long. She's like, I'm so glad to be here to help strengthen the bilateral relationship between India and America. I mean, India and America. Like, I feel like she just kept saying that to everybody, and they're like, wow, she said bilateral. Is that even a word? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's so excited at the salon, and she tells everyone. And then... When the hairdresser or makeup girl asked her at the end, like, now I want to see the invitation, I'm sure production told her to ask her. I mean, who gives a fuck about an invitation? <laughs> like, who cares? But that was actually one fun moment that I really enjoyed, where this show doesn't really ever break the fourth wall. And before, I would say probably two or three years ago on Bravo, they were pretty strictly never breaking the fourth wall. And it was actually why like we were saying before about Dorit with the mints or Denise screaming, bravo, bravo, bravo. Like they try to do these things so that production technically can't use the footage. But in this case, they show the producer saying to Mikhail, like, so I guess Mikhail finishes her hair and makeup 11 hours later. And they, she's like, okay, I'm going to run to the car and get my shoes, my bra and the, the invitation. She comes back in and says she can't find her shoe, her Jimmy shoes, which when they also blank out the name Jimmy Choo, they like bleep it out. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> the first Jimmy Choo or Jimmy Choo was like, we are not letting her say Jimmy Choo. Right. <laughs> Other people can, her not so much. So she comes back into the salon. It's clear as a, she can't find the invitation because it does not physically exist. So the producer is like, so you lost the invite. Um, why is that not a big deal? <laughs> and she's like, um, it's probably safe somewhere in the home. Just can't find it. And this is where Tark then comes in saying, you know, you actually don't need the physical invitation to go to the White House. Like, let's not be crazy. <laughs> you don't need that. You don't need that. And so that's, again, another moment where even production, you can kind of tell, is like, Okay, let's set them up to fail completely. My favorite kind of producing. (laughs) Then we also kind of see a conversation where where Mikhail is debating if she should wear a sari or not. (laughs) Nothing stands out more like a tall, six-foot blonde woman wearing an Indian sari and has no idea how to put it on, no idea how to even talk about it or why people wear it. (laughs) And it's like she's then trying to like wrap herself in it and you see her try to wrap herself in it like six or seven times she's just not doing it right and like honey youtube was around you could definitely google like how to wrap a sari but then she gets like the makeup artist guy to like wrap her in it and she's like looking herself in the mirror and she's like i called the secretaries at the white house and we were all laughing and they told me it's totally appropriate if i wear a sari it's like You're not going to like an Indian wedding where it's your good friend and she's like, I got the sari. This is what we're all wearing. Like, I can't imagine every other white girl at that party was wearing a sari. I doubt it. Yeah. Little ridiculous. As they are. So. (laughs) Presents them the way they are. She also is talking about who might be at this event. They're saying Michelle Obama might be there. And Mikhail goes, I hope Oprah's there because she's a huge part of both of our lives. (laughs) What on earth would Oprah be doing for Mikhail and Tark? Like she's like 
actively like be your best self, be honest, be self-aware. Like that's like things that Oprah preaches. <laughs> I don't really know if they got the memo. I highly doubt it. Also, maybe the, in their world, Oprah officiated their wedding or whatever. You know, you know what they're like. They're just making shit up. <laughs> if Oprah met them, she would give them like. Um, did you did you ever like watch Oprah when like that James Fry guy came on who wrote a million little pieces that book? Mm-hmm. It was this book about like a memoir that this guy wrote. And it was like a bestseller for a year or two because Oprah had him on the show. It was on like her book club list. It was like a major, major book. I remember I read it when I was younger. And then like a year and a half after this guy, you know, made a ton of money, huge book, book deal, more book deals. It came out that his memoir was all fake. (laughs) And so then Oprah brings him back on the show and rips him a new one and was really, really mean to him. She was like, how dare you, you know, hoodwink me, hoodwink my audience. And like, you get like when Oprah co-signs your product, yeah, you're the world opens for you. And so for her to like give him an inch and he was just lying about the whole thing, she just ripped him a new one. So I feel like Oprah would be actually the perfect person to talk with Mikhail and Tark about like their wrongdoings, even though granted they were like literally sitting in front of Congress pleading with him. You go to prison and you go to prison. You go to prison. <laughs> you get 10 years and you get 10 years and you get 10 years even though no one went to prison at the end of all of this which does kill me spoiler <laughs> I know, i'm so sorry you guys i'm so sorry it's only been 10 years <laughs> <laughs> so this brings us to the end of part three and i swear this is about an hour that's about a little bit more, it's like an hour and 25 minutes. So I'm going to keep it into one, you guys. I'm not going to break it into an hour and 15 and then 23 minutes. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. I have to stop smoking pot. Anyways, thank you so much for part three. Yaster, I feel like we really have honestly just touched the surf tip. What is it? Touch the surface. Touch the surface. I don't know. Again, an hour plus. Tip of the iceberg. Yes, tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Touch the surf. I'm really bad at my idiomatic expressions. I get them wrong every time without fail. And like, they make sense to me, but. Satchels of gold. <laughs> Satchels of gold. <laughs> oh my God. You don't honestly. Now I'm like, am I a Ben Simone? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to part five. We'll be really all about the state dinner and all about Mikhail and Tarek. I think what I kind of want to do is jump into, I don't really know how I'm going to organize it yet because I definitely want to do more deep dive into like their backgrounds, which I got from Cirque du Salahi. Again, an incredible book. If you guys have disposable income during a time where literally nobody has a job, um, buy this book. (laughs) Like if you can, Um, it's really interesting. The writing is absolutely terrible. It is on a third grade reading level, which is perfect for Mikhail. Um, it's really good. So we'll definitely be talking more about Mikhail and Tark. We'll be talking all about the state dinner and then going through the reunions, which are so good. So I'm going to try to figure out a way yeah, to it's... kind of organize this all nicely and make it so we're not just like hodgepodge talking about a lot of different things. So again, this will be a 47 part series. <laughs> Stick with us. Jasper, thank you for coming on. Can, do you want people to follow you, find you anywhere on the social medias? 
Thank you. Well, you can find me on Instagram under Jesper underscore HA. Yeah, and somewhere on Twitter, but I can't remember my handle, but it's not exciting. I mean, tweet at housewives and bravo celebrities and try to get blocked. Actively. <laughs> well, thank you again. Part three is amazing. Part four through 41 will be amazing as well. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.